Hey girl, hey. My name is Brittany Bro, and welcome to the Diary of a Basic Bitch podcast, where we talk about, well, all things basic, from navigating life in our 30s to the best $10 wine and everything in between. So grab your pumpkin spice latte or espresso martini as we open up the pages to the Diary of a Basic Bitch. Enjoy! Hey girl, hey, and welcome back to the Diary of a Basic Bitch podcast. My name's Brittany Bro, and I am a self-proclaimed basic bitch. So before we get any further in today's episode, I do want to put out a trigger warning because it is 2023, and we will be talking about alcohol in this episode. So if you are somebody who is in sobriety and gets triggered by alcohol or drinking, this episode is not for you today, but please click the playlist to any other episode that I release because there are going to be other episodes that just aren't about drinking and alcohol. So without further ado, let's dive in. So today's episode, I do want to talk about the best cheap wine. And it may not be like a $10 wine. We can like extend our budget to like 12 bucks, but I am a bougie on a budget type of bitch. Um, so I'm not going to get like a $30 bottle of wine. My typical range is like 10 to $15. And me drinking wine is relatively a new thing within like the last five years or so because I feel like I need to take like a trip down memory lane and go through the drink drink the drinking right I'm not drunk I promise I've been drinking water and coffee all day um go down a drinking journey with you So I am no saint and sorry mom if you're listening but I started drinking well before I was 21. I, um, I did go to college and I went to college parties as a freshman and I used to be able to like kill a bottle of tequila with my girlfriends and it used to be like, it's so funny how like the times have changed because like we used to like go to a party and we used to be like, okay, we can drink a bottle of tequila, we can party all night and if we like go to bed by six, we can wake up by seven and be to school by eight o'clock and it gives us exactly 15 minutes to throw up in the school parking lot and break. And like, that's what we used to do. And as like time's gone on, now I'm like, okay, I have a wedding Friday. I'm going to be drinking. I have all day Saturday to recover. And if I'm not recovered Saturday, at least I have that buffer day of Sunday so I can go to work by eight o'clock on Monday. Um, so it's just so crazy how like times have changed and I'm really not like this big, big drinker, but I do enjoy a martini, a glass of wine in moderation. Um, and as we've grown older, I've have gone from, you know, sex on the beaches and grateful deads to, you know, a martini, a sangria and a nice bottle of, like, Chardonnay. Um, and who knows, maybe when I hit my 40s and 50s, I'll, like, get, like, a palate for scotch and whiskey. I hope not because, like, I really don't like scotch or whiskey, but I digress. So, like I was saying, over the last five years, I've really kind of jumped into this wine category, and I'm, like, a self-proclaimed sommelier. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right. Um, I'm really not a sommelier, but I do enjoy wine. And 
how I've kind of grown to like wine is where I'm from, there's really not like a whole lot to do in the winter months. So my husband and I started going to wineries and it's just kind of like a cheap, fun outing. Some of them are dog friendly, which you know me, I'm a proud dog mama. And we just really started liking it. We started bringing our wine and cheese and making, and that's kind of how I grew into like creating charcuterie boards. And it was just a lot of fun to learn about kind of the science and the chemistry and the amount of work and love it goes into like making wine and finding out like the different bottles and the different types of grapes. And like super fun fact, a lot of like California wine snobs, they like poop on East Coast wine because of a lot of our wineries are um, harvested from old potato farms. And, like, some on yours are, like, we can still taste the potato dirt. Um, I don't know about you. I can't. But I do enjoy local wine over um, wine bought in a store because a lot of it doesn't contain sulfates. And sulfates, I find, give me headaches. So little tidbit trick. Um, try and, you know, support local wineries and shop small and it just puts like money back into the local economy, which is also great. And you don't wake up with like a raging wine headache because those are the worst. Um, So my wine journey really started like off by drinking Ed Hardy Sangria. I thought I was like a classy broad in college, like coming drinking a bottle of Ed Hardy Sangria out of the bottle. Um, and then it's just kind of developed from there. So I do, a lot of people are like, oh, I only drink white. I only drink red. I drink both. It kind of depends with like what you're having, what you're pairing it with. But over the last year, I've really, really started focusing on like wine pairings and how that just kind of alters your experience with drinking wine. And that's kind of what I want to dive into today's episode is finding cheap wines and finding good pairings and having like a really nice day with your significant other, finding a nice day with like a group of girlfriends. And it doesn't have to be like super cheap, spending like a hundred bucks at a bar or a restaurant. It can just be like literally you each spend 20 bucks and you guys get like a nice little wine tipsy, your bellies are full and we can go from there. So Without further ado, let's dive deeper into wine and wine pairings. So like I was saying, like this is all like my personal preference. I'm not a sommelier. I'm not professionally trained. This is just kind of speaking from my experience going to wineries literally up and down the East Coast and even in different countries. I just, like I said, really enjoy wine and the experience that it can bring. And it doesn't need to be super expensive to do it. Like most wine tastings that I've gone to are anywhere from like five to 15 bucks. And they're usually pretty generous like servings. Um, Like my favorite winery in the whole entire world is Newport Vineyards. And you can, you know, go out in the vineyard. They give you a nice little tour. And then you go to like the bar area that they have where the bartender, I don't even know what if there's like a name for them, goes over like each individual wine and their notes and what they should be paired with. And that's how I found like my favorite wine, which is the Great White. It's a white blend 
wine and you can really have it with anything. Like you can have it with a meal or you can do like make it a sipper because it doesn't sit heavy in the stomach. And that typically retails for like 12 to 15 bucks. So it's very budget friendly. And I found you can buy it either at the winery or they sell it at my local liquor stores. And it comes in either like the normal standard bottle, which um, a normal bottle of wine um, is four and a half glasses, or you can get it in the bigger bottle. And it's really, really good. I highly, highly, highly recommend that. And I know this is like spoiler alert. This is the basic bitch's favorite wine, but I promise you there's like more content in this episode. So other than that, we have other types of white wine, like such as like a Chardonnay. And your Chardonnay is going to be a little bit more of a heavier white wine. I typically don't like it without a food pairing. Um, So a Chardonnay, you're going to typically do either, you know, with cheese, seafood, poultry, and you, and a good cheese for Chardonnay is like Brie or Gouda or um, a Parmesan. It, it really, really pairs nicely. And if you want to do it with like a meal meal, I recommend this like with seafood, like um, crab, shrimp, clam, scallop, um, or like a nice white light fish, like a trout. And if you aren't really like a fish person, don't worry because it does do good with like a nice white meat like turkey or um, chicken. But really, really good. A little more on the drier side. It's not going to be sweet. And like I said, I personally like Chardonnay with food. Next, going right along on the white wines, you have a Sauvignon Blanc. That's just so much fun to say. And that's going to go good with like a feta, a goat cheese, more of those like bitter cheeses, those saltier cheeses, um, or a Parmesan or mozzarella. Um, And seafood, same thing as the Chardonnay. You're going to do it with like shrimp, clams. I wouldn't go like too heavy with um, like a trout or lobster crab with a Sauvignon Blanc, but kind of more on that shellfish. Um, And again, same thing with um, chicken or turkey is going to taste like really good. Or even like a pork. Like you can definitely do a Sauvignon Blanc with like a pork. Um, Moving right along to I feel everyone's favorite wine or favorite white wine, I should say, is a Pinot Grigio. And that's another really fun one to say. And those cheese pairings are going to be goat, um, risotto. I'm sorry. Did I just say risotto? Risotto is not a cheese. Ricotta, um, mozzarella, or like provolone. Because it Pinot Grigio can kind of be like in the middle. Like it's not really a sweet wine, but it's not really like a super dry wine. And you don't necessarily need to have like a food pairing um, to drink Pinot, in my opinion, of course. This is all my opinion. And Pinot, I feel like if you're a seafood lover, like this is, this is like the wine pairing of all wine pairings because Pinot basically goes with like any type of seafood. And again, same thing with poultry. It's like your, your white wines are going to go with your white meat, like your turkey or chicken. Moving right along, and I'm going to switch because I don't want to go through like all, I know I'm like missing like a whole bunch of white wines. I just want to keep it like super basic because I'm a basic bitch. So let's keep it basic and just go through like a few wines. And if you guys want like a follow-up episode, we can go into like more of like the crazier um, white and red wines. 
Um, so moving right along to red, we have a Pinot Noir. And a Pinot Noir, I, I do like a Pinot Noir. Um, it's kind of a red wine that you don't necessarily have to have with food. Um, it's a little more lighter. But you're going to do, um, for cheese, you're going to do like either goat, feta, Swiss, Gouda, Brie. It's a very versatile wine, so you can pair a lot with it. Um, seafood, I typically don't do red wine with seafood, but if you want to, I would go with like a heavier, meatier fish, kind of like salmon or tuna, um, cause it just really, really, um, pairs well. And then same thing for, um, your poultry, you're going to go with like a chicken. Um, you can either go as crazy as like duck or game hen, but this one's really going to pair well with like a beef, a lamb, a pork or veal. And yeah, Pinot, Pinot Noir is just a great overall red wine. And then moving right along to my favorite red wine, which is a nice Merlot. Um, and Merlot is, I think, you know, Merlot is a great like wine. If you're having friends or family over, you want to impress, but you don't know necessarily what they'll like. So Merlot is kind of like that universal wine that like I feel everybody likes or at least tolerates. And for that cheese pairing, you're going to go with like a cheddar cheese or a nice smoked Gouda. Oh, so good. So good. I'm getting so hungry here. Um, same thing with the fishes. You want to go for that heavier, um, meatier fish, like a salmon or a tuna. Um, for poultry, I wouldn't really go like into poultry, but a nice Merlot goes with any red meat, like beef, lamb, pork, veal, venison. Oh my goodness, it goes so good with venison. My dad's a hunter and I just adore venison. And then moving again, right along, you have a nice Shiraz. And that's going to go with like a nice Parmesan, a dry Jack, smoked Gouda. Um, I would kind of skip a fish on a Shiraz. I don't think it would necessarily pair well, but it does pair well with like a duck, a chicken, but really, really you want to pair a Shiraz with like beef, lamb, pork, veal, venison, even like a sausage is good. And then you have, last but not least, your Cabernet Sauvignon. And that's going to go with like an H-Jack, Brie, even um, like a blue cheese. And I like hate blue cheese, but I have like obviously friends. Like I feel like you're either like a ranch or a blue cheese person. I'm personally a ranch, so blue cheese skis me out. But um, it's going to go well with like a blue cheese. Um, I would not pair this with a fish. It would probably taste gross. You can pair it with like a chicken or a duck. I personally wouldn't. Um, but then you would like pair it again with like a red meat, whether it's venison, veal, um, beef. So that is kind of like the 411 skinny on like the basic wine groups of wine. And I know I like forgot a few, like there's your red blends, your white blends, which you can sip throughout. Um, you also have your rosé. I love a good rosé. Rosé all day. And that goes good, like, with berries. You don't necessarily need to have something to pair it with. But if you do, again, a good cheese board or some fruit um, or some, like, um, uncooked veggies would be really good with um, a rosé. And you also have Chianti. 
um, you don't need a uh, liver and a fallow beans to enjoy. Um, I would jo- enjoy my like Chianti is my mom's favorite wine, and that's typically paired with like a nice pasta dish, whether it's spaghetti, ravioli. Um, you can have it with rice, but um, you don't necessarily have to have a Chianti with a meat unless you're Hannibal Lecter and like it with liver. Um, then I'm sure it would taste very good. I don't like liver, human, animal, or anything in between. So um, that's going to be out for me. But Chianti does pair well with like a nice pasta or like a nice carb, just some like bread and oil. You know what I'm saying? Um, So that's kind of it for the wine pairings. Like I said, and I stated before, um, I didn't get into like all of the wines. I just kind of wanted to keep it like super basic and like kind of like an intro to the basic wines in a basic wine pairing. And again, this is all personal preference. Like, you can do what you want. Like, go have, you know, Chianti with fish and whatever. And just do you. We're, we're all individuals, and that's kind of what makes us unique. And we all have different palates. And I've said this, like, a million times throughout the whole podcast that I am speaking from experience um, and my personal preference. And I know we miss kind of like the morning wines, like mimosas and champagnes. Um, Full disclosure, guys, I cannot have mimosas. I've gotten so sick off mimosas so many times that like even having one glass, I have like an instant headache throughout the whole entire day. Um, But it's just not me. I, I used to love mimosas. I just personally can't have them anymore. But they're, they're, they're good. They're delicious. And you can have a mimosa. Like, it doesn't have to be a standard mimosa with, like, champagne and orange juice. I like mine with um, pineapple juice. Delicious. But I wish I could have them. But I can't. Oh, it kills me. Um, so, ladies and gents, just remember, Valentine's Day is fast approaching. So, treat your significant other to a nice bottle of wine. You don't have to go crazy and break the bank. And as we kind of conclude this episode, I just want to wrap it up and give you my favorite wines. So like I said, my favorite local wine is the Great White that is made at Newport Vineyards. You can buy it at either the winery or um, the local liquor store. And then I also really like the 19 Crimes wine. Um, they're really, really good. They're very budget-friendly. I like the Snoop Dogg Cali Red. And then Martha Stewart also just came out with her 19 Crimes Shard. It's not Chardonnay. It's Martha Stewart's Shard. And what's kind of nice about these 19 Crimes wine is they're interactive. So you can go over to their website and every bottle of wine kind of has a backstory on the character that's on the label, which I kind of find cool. It's kind of like a super bang for your buck. You kind of get like dinner and a show for the price of one. And then I also like the Apothic Red and the Apothic White. They're very budget-friendly. They're very good. They're very flavorful. They're very versatile. And also, don't go knocking Trader Joe's wine. Um, I think Trader Joe's label is very good, very versatile, very cheap. Um, I've also seen people do the Trader Joe's wine as party favors and they print their own labels and wrap it and they make really good um gifts so just kind of like some food for thought something to think about and yeah that's kind of all I got I know I've been like rambling and rambling and rambling on um 
But before I let you guys go, I want you guys to head over to my Instagram, The Diary of a Basic Bitch, and tell me what you think about this episode. Share it with a girlfriend. It really means the world to me to get the message of The Diary of a Basic Bitch out there into the universe because this is like I've worked so hard on this podcast, and I really hope you're enjoying these episodes that I've been putting out. So head over to the Insta. Tell me what you think of today's episode and share it with a girlfriend. It would really, really mean the world to me. So until next time, guys, cheers.